Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. Hey guys, welcome back to the Youth Fitness Podcast with the Martin Family. Today we're going to be discussing Bulletproof for the purpose of sport. Today's episode, we're just going to get into the basis of bulletproofing and what that looks like. And really what we mean by bulletproofing is starting to identify faults in the future, kind of give you a roadmap for the fixes and what they might look like. But that'll be the later episode. Today, we just want to focus on identifying faults and how to do that, kind of categorize them in your mind and give you the, the trajectory towards fixing them correctly. So the basis for bulletproofing is identification, right? Just kind of figuring out what type of fault is going on, where it sits in terms of importance, and then, you know, identifying what needs fixed so that you can, you can start to direct the training that, that way or that route. Two major categories, right? We want to talk about three reasons for faults. And then we also want to talk about three types of faults. Okay. And I'm going to start with the types. I think the types are the most important. So you want to Tell them a little bit about the three, the major types of faults that we see. Sure. We just kind of list them. We have three types of faults. You have safety fault, you have efficiency fault, and you have range of motion faults. And we categorize them in just that order. A safety fault is something that has to be fixed immediately because it puts a child, it makes a child unsafe. An efficiency fault, it's, they're not, they're working harder to get something done than if they were more efficient. And a range of motion fault is simply, you know, a, like if we're looking at a squat, they're not going through the full range of motion of the squat. They're stopping short of the full full range of motion. I like how you talk about this when we're going doing seminars, how you kind of give visuals to the attendees on, on that. So you have time to... Yeah. So one of the visualizations that we like to use is picture a road and a car going down the road, right? The first car is swerving in and out of lanes. It's even coming off the road at some points. That's a huge issue. That car needs to pull over, right? It needs to stop. That's a safety fault. And we look at safety faults that exact same way. It's stop. It needs to end right now. We need to fix the issue and we're going to address it at this point. That's a safety fault. Safety fault might be something like a child picking something heavy up to the ground with a really rounded back. Yeah. Rounding, rounding through the motion. Right. And you would immediately, as the bar returned to the ground, step on the bar. So there's no possibility right. that right. they pick it back up right. that way. Safety fault. Right. Or then squatting with a valgus knee throughout the entire right. motion under load. Right. right. Now, an efficiency fault would be something like cars going down the road and it can go, it can choose to go straight to its des- destination a mile down the road or half a mile down the road. It could take a right a left, a right, a left, a left again, and then a right back onto the same road it was on and continue forward, right? It could choose to do that. It's not wrong necessarily, right? We don't need to stop the car from progressing forward, but we can show them the route to just go straight forward, make things a little bit easier. An efficiency fall, my favorite example of that is the hips rising first inside of the squat. 
So we might see a flat back, completely flat back, a maintained brace, but something like deep knee bend and then returning to a good morning position and then standing up instead of just using leg drive and standing up, right? That's inefficient. Is it unsafe? No, because we didn't lose our bracing strategy. We didn't round our back. We didn't have a valgus knee position, right? Those are the types of things that would categorize it as a safety fault, but we didn't see any of those things happening. So it's just an efficiency fault, but we're going to proceed with caution. So the safety fault you can think of as a red light and the efficiency fault you can think of as a yellow light right? We're going to proceed with caution. We're not going to load it any heavier than it already is. We're going to try and focus on the issue there. And then lastly, the range of motion, right? Car's going down the road and it stops half a mile short and it's, you know, half a mile short of its destination that we don't care about as much. And in fact, all of our coaches, at least our, our brand X method coaches, what you guys will find is they're not queuing range of motion faults all too often, unless that is the only fault present. So you'll never see them walk up to a child and go, Hey, I want you to squat deeper. It's always focusing on pieces and parts of movement that can make the movement more sound. We're less concerned about their range of motion through movement, as long as it's safe and they have the motor patterns to in safe positions through the range of motion that they're going. Now, over time, we will start to progress them to move forward. You can think of the range of motion fault like a green light. Right. And a safety fault, you know, kids who have solved all safety problems, have solved all efficiency problems, will um, tend to go through the range of motion more fully than other kids who have the other problems already existing. So fixing those other, other two problems, fixing all of the problems involved in safety and efficiency will lead to a more range of motion generally with the, with the kids. Greater range of motion. Something I'd like to add about range of motion is I don't want everybody to think that when shorten range of motion intentionally with children, that it's always due to a fault. It sometimes is done to create a positive pattern before moving to the next stage of that pattern, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the tier zero movement skills, like the block squat, that's specific, well, the block squat exemplifies the movement skills, but that is specifically done at a range of motion. It's done at a range of motion to maintain the safe patterns so that we don't lose the safe patterns, right? New range of motion is weak range of motion. We haven't been there before. Our bodies simply don't know where they're at in space. So doing something like a box squat, shortening the range of motion, doing something like a rack pull for a deadlift, shortening the range of motion. Is it still good movement? Yeah, absolutely. And over time we can lower the box, or lower the, uh, the rack that we're pulling from and maintain those patterns, right? Right. So those are majorly, those are our three types of faults, right? The, the biggest one being safety, stop those faults right away. Efficiency being second, we're going to proceed with caution. We're not going to load it any heavier. We're going to work on the faults that we're seeing just so that it is easier for the child. And then third would be range of motion. Rarely cueing that we're always trying to focus on efficiency and safety first. If there's no safety or efficiency issues, then we'll cue range of motion. So those are our types of faults that we could see as coaches. Now there's three major reasons that faults occur that we're going to see. And those three reasons are kind of going to dictate how you guys fix your faults and how you cue your faults that you're seeing in your classes. So number one is mobility and mobility is simply a child can't get into a position that we're asking them to get in, whether that's completely unloaded or loaded. Right. So let's say we start with an air squat and they can't get into a proper position. They can't maintain a brace. They can't hip hinge. They can't go into a deep knee bend. They can't externally rotate the femurs. They can't, you know, have even weight distribution because musculature on their body won't allow them to get into that position through whatever range of motion it is that they're going through. So that, that would be mobility, right? Right. 
you can see that like something like a shortened adductor, yep. which would, as the child starts to squat, because their adductor shortened, it's going to pull that knee more valgus. That would be something that we would be looking at. Second to, to mobility. And these are in no particular order, guys. Safety, efficiency, range of motion are in a particular order. The three reasons that we could see faults popping up aren't in any particular order. But the next one would be a strength issue. So a child is simply unable to, under the load that they're carrying, get into the proper position. Maybe they could, you know, completely unloaded. Maybe they can't under their own body weight yet. They don't have the strength to perform X movement yet. But just under the load that they currently have, they can't get into the proper position. So kind of coming back to this, back to the knee valgus thing, something as simple as their foot's not strong. So they have a, you know, a collapsing, collapsing ankle that drives that valgus knee in. It can happen with no load. It can happen at a certain load as well. So watching for those kind of things. And then lastly is motor patterns, right? They don't know where their body is. They haven't been in those positions yet. And like I said earlier, new range of motion is weak range of motion, especially for our brain. So they don't understand what position we're asking them to be in. So they can't be in that position. So they kind of have to be put into those positions. Sometimes we utilize objects to stop them in terms of their range of motion so that they can familiarize themselves or we have them lower themselves to an object and then we place them in different positions and then have them stand, that type of thing. But all of those will, will guide the fix, right? So now we can start to categorize things. Okay, we have a safety issue and I can look at the fault and go, was the child able to get into the position when it was completely unloaded? yes or no kind of guides my fix there, right? If they if they weren't able to get into the proper position completely unloaded, well, then I need to think, okay, have we done motor pattern training for this child? Have they been in this position prior? Have they gone through a growth spurt? Right? I need to look into those things. Are we lacking mobility somewhere? Do they have a shortened adductor, right? Do I need to increase their mobility work and put them, kind of have them fight for these positions unloaded first? Or yes, they were able to get into the proper position earlier and now they're not, which indicates a lack of strength. Lack of strength if you're loading them. I think that that the um, motor pattern training comes back to something that Vicky was saying earlier, and that is those motor you know movement skills that we work work with. So, you know, teaching a child how to block squats so that they learn to actually rotate their femurs and, and send their hip backs, learning how to do the weighting the outfield so they know how to hinge. Those are all really important pieces of teaching the motor pattern. And then something that we just rely heavily on in the in our in our strength training programs is those tempo training and as well as pause. Mm-hmm. So you know blocking a child's forward knee travel with a box and having them tempo squat and pausing at different different spots is different positions is, is um, really an important part of them getting control, understanding the motor pattern, and then gaining control within the motor pattern, and creating the neurology to support it to right. continue. Absolutely. And then, really, you, once you have the once you understand that if they can if they can go through the range of motion motor pattern unloaded, like you said, well, now you know that it's not a mobility issue or you know in and it's, you know, if they're starting to fail, it's not a mobility issue, it's you know, a strength issue. So hopefully what this does is it gives you guys a quick roadmap, right? Hopefully now you can walk into your class, you start coaching your class, and you can you see a fault, right? You see movement and it doesn't look correct. Okay, do I have a safety fault? Do I have an efficiency fault? Do I have a range of motion fault? Which one is it, right? I can then go, okay, it's a efficiency fault. Well, were they doing it earlier? 
Are they able to maintain it completely unloaded or maybe time has passed inside of the class and they don't have the strength to do it any longer, right? They've done so many repetitions. Now they don't have the the strength to do it any longer, but it'll guide your fix. If you start to categorize it this way, safety, efficiency, range of motion, mobility, strength, motor pattern. And that kind of gives you guys a roadmap towards fixing faults. And what we're going to do with this series, the next podcast that we do on Bulletproof is going to be Bulletproofing for Sports. So we're going to take some of these concepts and apply them, kind of give you guys some some actual faults that we see specific to different sports and talk about categorizing those faults and then the fix for that. Hopefully that helps you guys out. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, You can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network and welcome to the future of sports coaching. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.